friends. Welcome to the High Friend Podcast. My name is Sarah, and this is a podcast I started with my best friend Kaylee to share our perspectives of navigating the mysterious, exciting, and sometimes daunting journey of being single women in our 30s, living into our dreams, figuring things out as we go, and celebrating the beauty through it all. As life enters a new season for both of us, We hope this will be a space where you get to experience freedom to live the life you were created for and deep joy to delight in the journey along the way. By inviting you to listen in on our conversations, through sharing my stories, and by adding new friends to the mix as well. I'm so excited you're here and I can't wait to create and live out our most beautiful lives together. Hi friends. I survived my first solo podcast recording last week. Actually, it was just a few days ago that I recorded that, but I'm apparently back for more. Didn't totally kill me. I did listen to the recording because I wanted to be able to write a summary and all of that. (laughs) And it brought me back to my Toastmasters days and realized um, both the horror and the value of recording ourselves. And it is really such a good teaching tool. I will just say that. I am not going to explicitly point out all of my shortcomings so that you don't have to focus on them, but just know that they have been mentally noted and I will make a concerted effort to do better on some things, but actually it wasn't so bad. And I wasn't like, I don't know, dying over, over having to talk for that long straight and I'm really looking forward to this episode because these are things that have been kind of circulating in my brain and my heart, obviously, for months now. And I finally was able to like kind of put everything down um, on paper and gather everything and bring them hopefully to a somewhat cohesive podcast episode. And I think this is a topic that probably resonates with a lot of people who who have either followed this podcast or um, my Instagram or blog. And just in this journey that I've been on, I think there's been some really significant shifts that have happened this in the last few months. And it feels really good to be where I'm at now. So I feel like I'm in a place where I'm ready to share some of that stuff. And hopefully it will resonate with you or be helpful in some way or another. But these things have been uh, really helpful for me. So... Before I get into some of that, though, um, just a couple like quick life updates. Something that was exciting that happened yesterday was I officially we officially launched our Best Lives Retreat business. Um, basically, just meaning we launched our website, but I think that's kind of like was our tipping point as far as now feeling like it's an official thing that we can point people to and start offering services. And we have a retreat coming up. So if you're not familiar with that at all and want to check it out, it's over at bestlivesretreat.com. And that was done with my two um, buddies, Jonathan and Garrett. We're actually all going out to celebrate tonight with some friends because I am a big believer in celebrating milestones in your life. So that will happen tonight and there will be more to come about kind of our story behind that and, and all of that. But, um, I just wanted to at least share that it was a little excitement from this week. It felt really, I feel really proud <laughs> because I've been putting a lot of work into that and to see, kind of let myself take a step back and just see everything come together was, um, a good feeling. And it feels good to like, let myself feel all the feelings from that. Another positive is the weather today. It is 
so warm feeling here and it just makes me really happy because we have had kind of a cold winter. Um, there's been a little bit of a, a non-heat saga at my house. And so I'm actually, um, not because of the cold tonight, but I probably, I've been spending the night at friends' houses because it's just been too rough to stay here. And so I think I'm staying the night in another friend's house tonight. So people have been like beyond generous and I, yeah, I'm so, so grateful for everyone who's <laughs> housed me and kept me warm in this literal season of winter. Okay. So there's not too many other uh, updates or anything. And plus I just kind of wanted to get jump right in. Cause I feel like I have a lot of things I want to cover. So for starters, I current status, I am 33 and a half and more, <laughs> um, years old and I am single. The last like, serious relationship I was in was, um, almost three years ago. So it's been a little while. And in that time, um, I have not I have not dated anyone like consistently really, maybe some people that have had been repeat dates. Um, there was kind of someone that I think occupied a lot of my heart for a chunk of time, but, um, we weren't dating. So yeah, it's been almost three years to give a little bit of background of my like dating history. Well, if you want to take it way back, (laughs) I, I kind of have always just been like, I don't know, I don't know the best way to say it. I don't want to say boy crazy because that sounds like trivial or um, kind of demeaning even t- to me, but more so just like I've always been very into the idea of like um, romance and relationships and that has just been a big part of like who I am, I feel like, and takes up um, has taken up a good chunk of my thoughts and energy throughout the years ever since I was really little, my mom and probably friends have some really funny stories to share about me, but I have also had, I feel like I've had a really varied mix of experiences though around it. So, which I've, I'm really grateful for because I've had about four serious relationships, um, meaning people who like we, it's been about two years in a relationship. Um, my first one being in high school, another one being in college, another one after college, and then another one like three years ago. And so between those serious relationships, I've also had years of singleness. Wow. This is making me sound like I've lived so many years. I kind of have, and not in an old way, but just a lot of different life chapters. (laughs) And so yeah, so I've had serious relationships. I've had some short-term relationships in there too. Um, I I've never been like a big uh, serial dater in the sense of like going out on lots of individual dates with people or seeking that out or being on dating apps has not is not really my style. It just doesn't really interest me. So and but I have some friends that are like incredible at that. Like they are they love the social aspect of it. They love meeting people. Um, it's totally fine for them to just like hang out with someone once or whatnot for whatever reason, that's just, it's not usually my thing. I've tried to reframe my thoughts around it because I think at times I've been, I can be a little negative around the experience of dating. I've always just like, oh, I just want to marry my best friend and I don't want to have to go through that awkward first date process and do like repeat all the same answers over and over, 
which is kind of, yeah, which is silly. And I think that that holds me back because uh, first of all, I have had good first date experiences where things have clicked and I know other people that have. And so I just, um, I wanted to try to like get rid of that mindset, but this is not about dating. This is about, this is going to be about singleness. Um, so yeah, so varied time, also varied feelings or varied relationship statuses over the years and then varied feelings towards that. So I, I love being in serious relationships. I think that has been in those times, um, you know, offer it's given, provided me with a lot of love in my life and support. And I, I feel really grateful for, to the guys that I've dated and they've been very, very different from one another. I think most of them, all of them, no, most of them are married with kids, sometimes multiple kids. Um, but I just, I've always had pretty, I guess I want to say, it feels like healthy relationships where there wasn't a lot of fighting. We both really like loved and supported each other. You know, some ended harder than others, but all of them I would consider people who I could, you know, like, I don't know. It, I could still like reach out to them probably, or I still am in some contact with, with them. So I'm just, again, very, very thankful for that aspect of dating. And then also I've had time single where, um, it's been totally fine. Like I, I haven't desired that it's, it's been a good break or, you know, a, a needed like step away or just because of the a season of life I'm in. But then also, um, there have absolutely been times where it's been tough and I have really desired a relationship and when, or I've, you know, like maybe it's, maybe it's just the status in general, like I just want to be in a relationship or I want to be married and I want all the things that come along with that, or it's feelings, un, unreturned feelings towards another, like a specific person. I can think of a couple times in my life where there's been people where that's taken up a lot of my like energy and, and space. And it's been tough because I've wanted to like move beyond that or separate myself from it. Um, when I know that it's like, it, either they don't have feelings for me or it's just not, it's not a fit. It's not working. It's not a relationship. So yeah, I'd say those are the different like statuses that, that I've, I've battled with. And I think, you know, one of the feelings that is, is probably one of the toughest is when you are really desiring something that you have no control over. (laughs) It's just, I, I've had moments where it's just like, (laughs) when is this going to happen? My, my best friend Kelsey and I always quote, the uh, line from Charlotte from sex in the city where she's like, I've been dating forever. I'm exhausted. Where is he? <laughs> and so we say that we would say that from time to time. And it feels like that. It's kind of like, okay, I mentally in my mind as a young child, I think I chose the number 25, um, not a coincidence that my parents were 24 when they got married. So, you know, you, you pick what is, are you, you believe things about your life that have been confirmed elsewhere, whether it's in society, your parents, friends, etc. So I always kind of was like, oh, mid-20s, you know, I'd love to be married for a good chunk of time and just have fun with my husband before we have kids, but I'll probably, you know, have kids in my thir- early 30s. And so the problem, though, with that is, of course, first of all, your timeline is set for that. Um, but I think for me, the biggest challenge was that I kind of, like, I plan things in my life around that time frame. So I didn't, 
yeah, you just kind of keep like waiting for it to happen. And, and not that I wasn't living my life or that I didn't have fun things going on, but I never really wanted to have a, a career. Like that wasn't something I wanted to be a therapist because of the fact that I knew I could be, it felt like it would offer me really applicable life skills in general. And I just, I just always enjoyed therapists as humans. And so I was like, well, this and something that I had felt called to, but I also liked the thought that if when I had kids, I could stop. I, I kind of always assumed my husband would be the one to make money. Again, that was the picture that I saw with my parents, which worked out really well for us. And I, my mom wasn't someone, you know, she was someone who was really involved in our lives an incredible mom, really busy, did charity work and helped at our schools and was social and all of that. So that was really desirable to me. So when I started getting like out of college and, um, onto next chapters of my life and taking these, like, you know, I had an outside sales job for a little bit and I was like, it just didn't click like that. That didn't feel fun to me. It didn't feel, I was just like, well, I guess I need to make money. So I'll look for a job and kind of just went through the motions of those different, um, I don't know, life chapters Meanwhile, just kind of like, it felt like in the back of my, it wasn't like I was consciously living out my life of like, where is he? Where is he? Like, I need, I need to get married. I need to get married. But a little bit of like not, not being sure how to plan my life when a husband wasn't in the picture and I had no control of bringing that in. And so I, you know, went from one job to another. And then after I was in this last job for six years and just realizing like, this doesn't feel like a fit. Like I don't want to keep climbing my way through this or doing a 40 hour a week job type of a thing. Like there's other things I want to pursue. I, and I left, um, that I think that was a, a really good move for me. And that's something that I'm, I'm still kind of, um, or I'm in the process of, of deconstructing these, these beliefs that I I'm realizing I'm whole, I've held inside of me and re-questioning what, what it is that I really want for my life. Like what, um, you know, if the, if the things that I have control over, like if, like, how do I envision my life being like, what are the, the, the desires that have been placed in my heart? Um, and how can I be moving towards those? Part of that being, and I'll, this, I'll cover this a little bit later, but I, I don't think I'm called to a life of singleness. I really think I'm supposed to be, have a partner in this life at some point. Um, that feels really confirmed in me and it's a, I feel really peaceful about it. And I think that the biggest thing that has shifted has been the worry or not obsession, but kind of like, um, just the conscious thought process around how will that happen and when will I, when will that be? So releasing, like not giving up the, um, the fact that it is going to be there, like the what, like that is, yes, I will probably have a partner someday. I don't think that we're given certain desires, um, only for those to not be fulfilled. Um, if they're in line with, you know, our greater good and a life that we envision for ourselves and, and all of that. Um, I don't think we're yeah given the desire for certain things without those being met at some point. But I think the thing that we don't know is obviously the, the how and, um, how we'll get there and, and some of the details leading up to that. So for the first time, not the first time, but I, in a, in a much deeper and greater way, I've been able to release that. And it has been such a beautiful and cool shift. And I think there have been multiple things because if it, if it was super easy, I would have done this a long time ago, but I, 
I think that there have been multiple things that have kind of built on each other to get me to this point. And so those are the things that I wanted to share. And hopefully some of these like thoughts, thought shifts or beliefs that I, okay, first of all, can you hear, I think you can hear the airplane. I, I live directly under the flight path and it wasn't until I've obviously kind of learned to tune it out at, um, at this point, (laughs) but someone mentioned, a friend of mine was like, oh yeah, I can hear the planes in your podcast when you and Kaylee are recording. And I was like, oh wow, I don't, didn't even think about that until I was listening to one back and I'm like, oh yep, there's the planes. So that's what that sound is. If you couldn't tell. Okay. So back to, <laughs> back to thoughts and beliefs. So the, I am just excited to share some of these things with you guys and hear what you think about it and if me or the things that have worked for you or whatnot, because while I think it's okay, you don't, I don't think we have to surrender those desires. I don't think we have to be like, well, okay. So if he's not here, like I, that must mean I'm never going to get married or getting super frustrated. I think there's a much more like open-handed and positive way to view this season as far as, um, it's not a waiting period. It's not a waiting room for, for marriage. Like you're not just constantly, and maybe I am just speaking to myself. I don't think so. Cause I think I've, I know enough friends and girls who've said this, but if I can, you know, I can only speak to my own experience, but I think the way that I probably was living at times, um, and I'm still probably going to have to work through or think about, cause as I said, like, I still do think it's meant to be a part of my story. Um, so that I'm sure there's gonna be time for desire or frustration or whatnot will come up. But overall, I feel like having these shifts has really, um, has reframed singleness for me in a way that has, is really powerful, exciting, um, and just feels really full. And I also feel passionate about just sharing this for people who are in the season and need to hear it, but then also people who I obviously, I shared this on my, (laughs) this story. I'm not going to share the whole story now, but, um, on my Instagram stories over at Glitter and Grace, but about someone who was very, very intent on questioning why I wasn't married. And so he, he's an older gentleman. I, I credit a lot of that to cultural or uh, not cultural. Um, what's the word? Um, generational differences. Yeah. I didn't take a lot of what he said like personally, but I do think that there are people, um, whether it's parents or friends that, kind of project, I think it has more to do with like where they're at with stuff, but, um, who maybe feel the need to like uh, partner, couple up their friends that are single or like pity them in some ways or, or think that, um, that they're also really desperately wanting to get married. And so my hope in general in life is to just like spread. And I think there's some people who are doing an incredible job of this. Like one of the people who I look up to so much is Mari Andrew, the illustrator on Instagram. She's someone who I'm like, gosh, she is living the most amazing and full and creative life. And it does not seem like she's, well, she talks about in her book that marriage is something that's like not a huge priority of hers. She dates and, and all that, but it doesn't seem to be, um, like weighing her down in any way and reading that felt like such a relief, like and to see a picture of someone, another like amazing woman who's following her dreams and living this fun, adventurous life and um, how she's 
also even said explicitly that there's many things she's done and accomplished, like writing her book and starting certain endeavors of hers that she absolutely would not have been able to do had she not been single. So that, that I will get to as well. Um, okay. So for starters, this is just like a really basic, a basic thing that I always try to remind myself of, but, um, the concept that there's a, there's a shadow side to everything. (laughs) There is good and bad about being single. There's good and bad about being married. And, and it, I know that marriage is wonderful. I know that if, when you're with the right person, that there is so much good about that. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't even probably have to list all the, all the benefits of, of being in like a committed, healthy, uh, fulfilling relationship. But I'm, I'm very aware that there's good parts of it, but I also am aware that there are, there are things in marriage that you can't do or accomplish that you might be able to do when you're single. And I also know that not every marriage is perfect and that marriage takes work and it takes time and it takes sacrifice. Um, I choose to believe that marriage doesn't have to be super hard. I don't love hearing people. I, I, I understand why people are saying that. And I think it's, it's important to be realistic about things, but I also think that, um, when you're with the right person, it's, it's like hard in all the, in the right ways. And I know a couple, enough couples in my life who, who marriage really is easy for them because they're, you know, they just easily love each other. And, um, yeah, but anyways, I also unfortunately have friends. I am people I know from afar, um, stories you read, et cetera, that, um, very like relationships can be super painful and it can be really hard and it, they don't all end well. And, um, as much as, you know, I love kids and I do think that babies are supposed to be a part of my story. I'm, I'm not totally sure, but, um, I just, I'm very, very grateful. I don't have kids at this point in my life. I know I, I shouldn't have to give a caveat of saying like, I'm, I love my friends as parents. I'm not talking bad about the stage of life. I know there's so much beauty on it, beauty in that, but obviously all of your energy, a lot of your energy goes to raising small children. And, um, and I think when you're in the right place for that, that's fantastic. And, and so fulfilling and amazing, but that to me has, I don't, that I don't have any interest in that right now. So luckily that's an easy like surrender of a, of a dream at this point, because I don't actually have the desire for that. But just again, recognizing that with those, with all things, you, there's something that you kind of have to, um, release or like surrender or whatnot. And so I choose to focus on the good that comes from singleness of that. I'm unattached, that I'm free, that I am figuring things out of myself. I'm learning about myself. I'm getting very clear on what it is I want out of this life. I don't have to check in with anybody. Um, I sleep in the middle of my bed. I don't have to worry about cleaning up messes of somebody else. (laughs) I guess I have roommates, but they're not that messy, but you know, again, just like focusing on the positive of where I'm at. Um, and sometimes even having to remind myself of the negatives that are in other situations, um, that I'm not in because yeah, it's not always as we know, perfect where we're desiring to be. So that's kind of an easy one. The other thing that has been just a recent revelation of mine was that I, because of all this self-work and, um, 
just like growth that I'm going through and that I'm, that I'm learning about, or I'm just learning so many things like about the mind and our, the power of it and emotions and, and all of that is it's just a lot to process. And so I think I'm better off doing that on my own right now. And also I have all these things that I'm taking on and these projects that I'm, I'm building and I, I don't really know how, um, how someone else would be able to kind of like partner with me in a way that would like add to that. I think I need to be really head down on things for a while. And so that's been an easy, again, kind of an an easy surrender that has happened lately now that I'm like, I'm in love with these things that I'm doing. It feels really exciting. These feel like my relationships, my babies, et cetera. So the thought of like having to share that, that energy of mine with um, another person doesn't sound easy and it doesn't sound beneficial to me. So, um, yeah, I think the, like, not the lesson in that, but kind of like if you're in a place where you're, there's a lot of like energy towards wanting to be in a relationship, I know it's kind of cliche, but if there's something that you can glom onto and focus your, your heart and your passion and your intent, um, attention on that instead, it just is, it, it just makes it so much easier because then you're excited about that thing and you recognize that as the receiver of, of all the good energy that you have, um, rather than like craving that to be directed towards a relationship. Another fun kind of thing that I do in my mind is, and I got this idea. Well, okay. That's, that story is kind of irrelevant, but basically someone had mentioned a similar, like, um, storyline that they had heard in their head. Um, and it was really impactful for me. And so I think, oh, and I think Ali Fallon talked about this one time too, but basically taking care, learning to recognize the ways that we care for ourselves, um, as a way of receiving the kind of care that we wish we were getting from a partner. Does that make sense? Let me try that again. I think one of the things that we desire about, or or the reason we desire a relationship is because we want someone to like love us and care for us and, um, take care of things and, and all of that. And so when I recognize the ways that I am doing that for myself instead, and like kind of reframing it, then it, it feels, it just feels really sweet. And it's, um, like a really just a beautiful way to think about it. Like when, like if I was in a relationship, let's say I was in a relationship and I was really stressed and having a rough day, what, what are some of the things that I would hope that a partner would say to me? I would hope he'd say things like, Hey honey, why don't you make sure you get something to eat? Or I'm going to make you dinner. Or why don't you put that away for a little bit and let's just go relax and like watch a movie or, um, here, let me rub your back until you fall asleep, blah, blah, blah. Like those are some things I think that would be helpful. And so in, in lieu of that is just being like, oh, I can do that for myself. So when I make myself a nice meal, I recognize that as an act of care and love for myself. When I put a boundary around something or I give myself grace or a break, um, I kind of just speak the things to myself that I would, that I know that a loving partner would do. And so, um, and in that too, is then learning to find those self-care, um, abilities and, and I don't know, like rituals and also just those internal, like that internal monologue of how to self self self-soothe and find like 
healing and, and comfort for myself so that I don't need to look out elsewhere for that. So I, the way that I think that will benefit me in a relationship is that I'm not dependent on, oh, yes, it will be very nice when I have someone who um, wants to care for me and wants to rub my, I think someone to rub my back is the hardest, is the one that I, oh man, I can't wait for. And I don't mean back massage. I mean like that open palm, just like flat hand, like the slow rub on the back, um, that there's maybe nothing more comforting to me than that. And so, yeah, that, that will be nice though. I do rub my own back. I like, this is going to sound so funny, but I have other friends that I think Kaylee actually, um, she talks about this too, but like sometimes I'll just rub my own arm or it is of course a little awkward to try to rub my own back, but I kind of, I am able to a little bit and it feel, and it does feel really good. So that is another, um, another part of it. So you can rub your own back or your own arm if you're needing like a comforting touch. And I found that to actually be really soothing. So yeah, really nice to have the ability to kind of care for myself and then realize that I'll still need those abilities when I'm in relationship. There will be times that I will not receive that from a partner, even when I'm desperately needing it. Um, so it's nice to have that now. Okay. So the other, like the main kind of thing that I, that I've already touched on through some of these, the things that I've already said, and it's kind of like an extension of that last one, but there was a, a just lively episode about this. I think she recorded it on a Valentine's day thing, but I'd also kind of heard, learned this from, um, Abraham Hicks, uh, also through, by way of Jesse, my friend, Jesse telling me some of these things. Um, but just the, uh, the general concept around like the things that we're desiring and how to like, how to achieve those or how to receive them in our, in our lives. And the, the thought goes that when there's something that we are desiring, what it is that we are actually wanting is the feeling that that thing brings. So I don't want a husband. I want for me personally, it is things like consistency. I want a consistent human in my life that I can depend on and have, or I, I'm, I want affection. So I want physical, like physical and emotional affection towards me from that. I want to feel loved and cared for. Um, I want to feel affirmed. Um, I, yeah, whether it's, I want to feel sexually satisfied. I don't know that sounds awkward, but well, it doesn't sound awkward, but I'm trying to think of like the different feelings that, <laughs> that, cause I will touch on that. That's why I mentioned that, that one, but yeah, I, I think I'm just trying to think of the things that, you know, it's not like a, an actual person or a partner. It's that there's an outcome from that, that I'm hoping to receive. So then when you recognize that you are then able to realize that those needs or those desires can be met in lots of other ways. It's just a matter of, of being able to consciously recognize that that is already being met in your life in some ways, or there are other places to have it met. And instead of like putting all this, this pressure or this, um, expectation on this one thing to fulfill that. So just to give a couple examples, um, to counter some of those, those things I just mentioned were like the consistency, for instance. So yes, it would be nice to have a consistent person. Um, but I, 
Kaylee and I, I feel like we had almost kind of designated each other as like our person and like a very practical way is we were each other's airport rides a lot of the time because I do always think about that and like, it will be so nice when, um, I have someone that I know is going to always be picking me up from the airport. And the irony of this is that I am staring at a book on my bookshelf that my sweet friend Cindy wrote that is incredible. It's called Who's Picking Me Up from the Airport and Other Questions Single Girls Ask or something like that for the subtitle. And I loved it. So it's just, I, I didn't mean to, yeah, have that connection, but I am literally looking at that book right now. Definite recommended read if you, if you are looking for a book on singleness. But I think having things like that and like your go-to friends, um, or, you know, like whether it's a consistent dinner date that you have with, with a friend every week or like, a um, uh, what's it called? Like when you do like a family dinner night, like on Sunday nights, like when you have a group of friends that, you know, everyone gets together on a Sunday night. So I think building in like routines or consistency with other people is, is super helpful. And that's something that can kind of like take over that need for consistency, and so affection, like physical affection, um, this is more like the comforting kind. Um, I'll get to the sexual part, <laughs> but the comforting kind, I, there, there are times when you, cause you hear those stats about how like you're supposed to be getting five hugs a day or things that like super boost your happiness levels when you're, you're getting physical touch. Also physical touch is one of my top love languages. So that I have, I've had, I've struggled at times being like, cool, who's going to meet these needs? If I don't have a husband, everyone else who is in a relationship, like they get someone to kiss whenever and to hug, like if they're, you know, get to be, see each other on a consistent basis and aren't long distance or anything. But, and that would, that would get me upset or frustrated or just a sense, a feeling of like lack. And so, um, sorry, I need to pull that back up. So, so in helping myself with that is some things that, um, I'll do is like, I'll either schedule a massage or I'll schedule a nail appointment where I'm like, I know that they'll, I'll get a hand massage out of it or I'll spring for the 10 or $15 extra shoulder massage. I also will ask my friends to give me hugs. So <laughs> when Jonathan and Garrett are both very tall, so super boyfriend height goals for me. And I love getting hugs like underneath. So like I go underneath their arms. So it's not like I reach up and put my arms around their neck. It's when I go underneath and their arms kind of like wrap around my head and it like pulls me, um, like my head gets to be like nestled against their chest. Like that's always my favorite kind of hug with like, um, in a dating relationship and in general. And I feel like it, it is kind of hard to do that hug with like a girlfriend. And so with them, um, I will just be like, I'm going to need you to just stay there just a little bit longer. I just need, I really need a hug right now or yeah. Or even with a girlfriend, I'll be like, I could really use a hug. And I think that, um, yeah, that is, that's something that has been helpful. Um, a more deep one, but I, this has been really powerful too, is I think, you know, at the core of, of wanting a relationship is that affirmation and love of who we are. So we, we all want to be loved. We all want to receive that, that feeling that we are, we are okay as we are, we are lovable. 
and someone is going to see like the depths of who we are and, and not want to leave and to, to stay with that. Um, and of course there is something so beautiful and so powerful about that. And I, I truly believe that marriage is the incarnation of, of that deep spiritual longing that is in, is in most of us. And, um, and yeah, it's just such a beautiful picture of that. And that's why I, I am a believer in marriage. I think it is incredible and it ha- it serves so many, um, just really good metaphorical <laughs> benefits in the world. And it, as like a picture in the world of that, but obviously you don't have to look very far. Even the best of relationships, they're not perfect. They are not, there's no, on in human interactions, I don't believe there's a thing as perfect love. Like we will never, we are all broken, hurt people, some more healthy and healed than others, but that uh, aren't always going to get it right. And we're working towards that, of course. But that to me tells me that there is that feeling of like lack or missing something tells me that there is the antithesis of that, that there is a source of perfect love somewhere. So for me that, you know, that's my relationship with God. I believe that there's like a loving being creator out there. Um, whether you think of it in a different form, like it's the universe or nature, whatever it might be. Um, there is something really, really powerful about letting yourself like sit in the, in the knowing and just like receiving the beauty of the fact that there you have access to full, whole, beautiful, divine love at any, at any point. And that, that is, if that's all there was, that would be enough. And that if you can, um, feel the, like the depths of that and feel that you are completely, completely whole and okay, exactly as you are, then anything else on top of that is just, is just bonuses and it's an overflow. And yeah, learning. I mean, I've always known that, like, I feel like in the church you grow up hearing like, well, God is enough and that's all you need and blah, blah, blah. But we're, for me, like, I, I think I had a hard time turning words into like a deep knowing and belief. And I don't still have like a hundred percent, like 24 seven, uh, like what's the word? Um, like reality of that, like I, or actually like a, Oh my gosh, sorry. Total brain, um, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um, that I'm not constantly like awareness, awareness. There we go. That I'm not constantly sitting in this amazing awareness, but I have learned to like do meditation practices around this where I do a lot of visualization. So one thing is I sit and, um, get really still and I picture, um, sometimes I'll ask for like, a, like a phrase or a word or something from God around love, like, and then I'll write in my journal. So it's like, I, I, I love and adore you, Sarah, or I completely approve of you. Um, I love you so much just as you are, whatever it is that I think either I know that I'm needing to hear, or I'll wait until I feel like I receive a message just for me. And then I picture that form of love falling onto me, like the pixie desk pixie dust of Tinkerbell. So that really pretty gold shimmery, um, 
pixie dust and just like falling all over me. And as it touches my body, it, my body starts to glow in each of those places. And so slowly but surely it like spreads from my, my head to my neck, to my chest, down my arms, through my hands, um, my core, all down my legs until it's covering every single part of me and picturing myself moving through my day with that gold glowing love and protection, just filling me up and surrounding me and then pouring out of me as well onto other people. Yeah. So that practice and just doing like just any time that I'm feeling like a lack of, of love from other people or for myself or whatnot, I just try, have to go back to that like full source. Um, and yeah, again, back to the thought of like, no relationship or person is ever going to meet all those needs anyway. So if we can know what it's like to be fully okay and fully loved as we are, I think that will serve me so much in, in a relationship or marriage someday, because I'm not depending on that person to meet all of my love needs. Like that is, it's not going to happen. I have to be able to go out, out, outside for that source, um, when I need it. And I think, um, Marriage will be a beautiful gift of adding more love to my life, but it is not, it will not be the main source of love. So yeah, that's kind of like the, the deep big one. And so now onto the sexual part. Okay. So hang with me for a second because it's not going to get, it's not going to be too weird. So if my mom or dad possibly, I don't know, are listening to this, um, you don't have to totally turn it off, but this was actually really, really helpful and, and very interesting revelation for me that I think someone else kind of made aware. Well, Kaylee and I've talked about it too. Um, but the idea that it's not, it's a, it's not an idea. It's, it's science that sexual energy is actually very similar to creative energy the thought or the, like the reasoning behind that is our sexual energy is our creative like life force energy. So, you know, at the root of that is like wanting to, um, give birth to new life, to procreate, um, to express ourselves in like this full body whole way as an expression of like who we are and, um, that has like, a yeah, I mean, obviously like an expression of itself in some, in another like onto another form or onto something else. And so when you recognize that the energies between creative energy and sexual energy are very, very similar, what is really cool is that you realize that you can have that like satisfied by creating things. Or when I think at times, if you think you are like desiring that side of a relationship or that, um, or just that action, like with another person, that a lot of times it can be, or it's because there's this desire in us that, um, to create that might not be being met. And so the reason, the confirmation that I had about this or the conversation that um, really stuck with me was, um, I had a phone conversation with my RTT therapist. So, uh, if you're not familiar with that, it's rapid transformational therapy. It's a form of hypnosis and it's really powerful. It, It helps get to like the root um, core memories and beliefs that we have inside of us that are like causing us to live out certain things in the world. And so, yeah, we had had a session about something, something else, but around relationships. And, and then when we talked on the phone, I mentioned, 
um, kind of, I mentioned the not drinking thing and how part of the reason for that is because when I'm drinking, I do find that I am much quicker to want to express myself physically with guys, um, et cetera. And so that was something that, but I was not happy. Like it felt like it was like on overdrive, um, and not being expressed in a way that I wanted it to be if I were to have been sober. And, but I was like, you know, there's something about alcohol that is like needs or something inside of me that is wanting to like be, it feels like it's wanting to be released and alcohol seems to be this like conduit for it. But then it's like too much, like it's too much. It's a fire hose. It's not good. And yeah, so that's why I removed the conduit for that until I could kind of get to the bottom of some of these things. And I'm going to do a full episode on drinking stuff later because that's not the only reason, um, I stopped drinking, but it was a big part of it. And so she mentioned, she was like, you know, sexual energy is very similar to creative energy. And it sounds like you're in this place of, of wanting to create these things. Like you're trying to, you know, you're writing on your blog, you're trying to launch this thing. And like, maybe it is, this is a way of like trying, um, to get all that out. And when you can focus and channel that energy into creative forms, there is, yeah, a lot of healing that can happen there. And just a lot of, um, beauty when you can redirect in and move it towards that instead. So yeah, from that, I like, I I think about that a lot. And lately, as I've been in this really creative, like kind of outpouring mode, I'm, I'm wondering slash not surprised if it's connected to the fact that I'm not really desiring a relationship right now, because it's like this expression of that. And I have this, like all these outlets for it. Like I'm, I'm writing, I'm, um, I'm creating websites. I'm, you know, designing things like all these little, like I want to write a book, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I think that like, there's not, it's not a coincidence that, that I feel very fulfilled right now and very excited. Like it's a very high energy type feeling. Um, yeah. So I don't know if that's helpful for anybody to, to make that connection in your brain. You might already be very aware of that too. If you study, um, like different kinds of energy, things like that, or any, if you know things about creativity, but, um, I think that that is, um, yeah, I just think it's really fascinating to me. It makes a lot of sense. Um, the other thing that is really helpful, um, we're getting to the end, don't worry, but thanks for sticking through this. This is, it's a lot of talking for one person to do. How do you guys feel? I mean, I listen to solo podcasts, but I, my insecurity is that it's like, oh my gosh, this person just wants to hear themselves talk for 50 minutes straight or whatever it might be. Um, but hopefully this is valuable and helpful because it's been super helpful for me. So back to the other thing that's been really uh, beneficial our affirmations. And so <laughs> I, I know these can be like kind of funny sounding if you're not used to it, but back to the thought that, or the, um, the idea that thoughts that we have in our brain become, when they become repetitive enough, um, they become beliefs. And so when, you know, we might be believing things that we're not even consciously aware of. So for instance, um, like a negative one is I'm never going to find the right person that I'm supposed to be with, or it's too hard to date or, I should be married by the time I'm blank. Um, and those, you know, repeat in our head. And so then like when those time frames pass or it's like, okay, shoot, why am I not married then? Or like just never thinking, you know, like if we think we're not going to meet someone, um, 
you know, that we look for things in the world that confirm our beliefs. So it's going to be a lot harder to meet somebody that way or online dating is the worst, like whatever. Um, or I'm too old to still be single, whatever those things might be. So these are some affirmations that I use personally. I think you can create your own based off of a lie that you think you are currently telling yourself and then write out the antithesis to that or the truth to that. What would the exact opposite be using only positive language? Um, so don't include any negative words like not or shouldn't or whatever in the truth. Um, and then those truths can become your, your own affirmations. So these are personal ones for me, but I think the timing one, um, you know, that can get stressful because it's so out of my control. And yet it's kind of like this feeling of panic sometimes, or has been of like, well, when am I supposed to, when am I going to meet him? Or like, when is this going to happen? Or how do I know where to look? Blah, blah, blah. And so one that I really love is every, okay, let's do it slowly. Everything in my life is always unfolding in my favor and in divine, perfect timing. I'll say that again. Everything in my life is always unfolding in my favor and in divine, perfect timing. Similar to that, I am exactly where I need to be right now. Another similar timing frame. What is meant for me will not pass me by. So I say these things a lot in my head. I, I really do. And it's really helpful. Um, one that I'm using for like this money mindset shift thing um, that I learned from Catherine Zinkina, uh, but is also can relate to this is my success is inevitable and I'm always on the right path. So all of these things are just like, they're very helpful, calming reminders to me. And when I say them um, and believe them, like I just have... Or when I say them and as I like continue to do so, I have now like so adopted the belief that all of these are true. Like I, I feel very, very sure that I am completely fine exactly where I am and that I am going to meet the right person at exactly the right time. There's no amount of striving or worrying or looking or whatnot that I can do that is going to bring that person into my life any faster Yes, there's things you can, like if you are in the right mindset and if you're looking for that and you're in a good place, like emotionally and all that, um, there's, there's nothing wrong with looking for, for it or being online at uh, online dating apps or whatnot. I think I just am not in a place for that. So I'm not looking, but I also just, I, I have this belief and I feel like I've heard God say this to me of like, you don't have to worry about that. I will take care of, I will take care of it. You just live your life, just live your life, do the things you're doing and I will bring them when both of you are ready. I think that was another another thing that I had heard one time that was really help, sweet and helpful for me was um, this coach was like doing inner voice coaching with someone and that person was talking about dating and they were asked, so the coach was like asking um, that person's inner voice and saying, um, why haven't you met that person yet? And the answer she felt like she received was because he's not ready yet. And that I really like that. Not as a way of like, I'm doing great and he's the one that needs all this work or whatnot. But I think we can beat ourselves up and be like, oh, is it something like I'm not ready for a relationship or whatnot? It might be that that person that you are supposed to be with, they're on their own path and that certain things need to happen in their life before they're ready to be presented to you. And so just reminding myself of that too is like, it's just really good. Like I, whoever he is, he is on the path that is going to lead him exactly to me. And I want him to take all the time he needs with that. Like I personally think that I have things that I'm, um, trying to 
like not get to a place emotionally, but there's things that I'm excited to work on. And I think I need to accomplish maybe before I'm also ready to bring my whole self to a relationship. Um, and it, when it happens, I fully believe it is going to be, I've always heard and told myself that I'm going to have an amazing love story someday. I remember thinking that when I was young and I'm very glad that I've been given that vision because Um, And I'm glad that I have other people close in my life who've spoken that over me and also, you know, not tried to too much push me in the direction of marriage. I mean, of course, everyone's, you know, said like, don't settle, blah, blah, blah. But I think, um, yeah, there's people who are probably like, what are you like, why is it taking so long? Or, you know, are you um, being way too picky or you have these super high unrealistic expectations. No, I, I honestly don't. I just know so clearly the feeling that I'm going to have when I meet that person and the type of relationship that we're going to have. I can envision it, see it, all of that. Um, that I, the knowing like that people talk about, like when you meet that person, you just know, I believe that that is that connection of like, the knowing in me meets the knowing in them and it's just right at the right time. And I have not found that yet, but I am not worried that it is not out there for me because I, I just believe that it is <laughs> another, um, one last, I'm truly, I'm, I will wrap this up, but the, this is a more specific one, an affirmation, <laughs> that was meant more towards when I was like in an attached state with someone, um, where I just was, we weren't dating, but I was you know thinking about them a lot and could not detach myself from them emotionally. It was really frustrating. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in a much better place with that now, but something that I came up with on my own and I, I laugh every part of why I like it so much is because it like lightens the whole thing for me. I think anytime we can add like levity to life or just, not takes things so seriously and just allow ourselves to laugh and have fun and enjoy this ride. Um, that that's a positive, but it really does just make me laugh because it's like so obvious and yet it makes so much sense to me too. So I'm not going to use his real name. Um, but this is the the line that I would say in my head is you're either going to marry Sam or you're not. You're either going to marry him or you're not. Like, it's just, it's going to be one of the two things. Cause I would like obsess about it. And I'd be like, but sometimes I really feel like we're meant to be together. And why would he be placed on my heart so much? Um, and on and on and on. And so like it boiled down to the fact of like, okay, he either is the right person for you and it's just not the right time. Um, and you, you will see within time and you'll know, like there won't be like this turmoil that you're experiencing now. Like clearly now is not the right time. Um, as things are between the two of you, this is not, it's not it. So it, it, if it is meant to be, there will need to be time and growth that needs to happen and then a coming together and it will, you'll know, and it'll be right. Or that person is not right for you. And there's someone that's better for you and better for him out there too, Um, but, and then that will be the right person for you. So you're either going to marry him or you're not. And either way, life is going to be amazingly perfect because it is, things are always unfolding in your favor and in the perfect timing. So just remind yourself of that. And I, I really, I, yeah, I just have a lot of love for you guys. And I have such a big heart for people in this season of life because I, I have, 
both for like the empathy of the, the toughness of it at times. And then also the joy of knowing the fullness that comes in the season and that I would not trade for a heartbeat because of what I've gotten to do in my life and grow on my own and get to know and fall truly so in love with myself. Um, to the point that like, I, I feel like I'm in a really special, beautiful relationship and it just happens to be with myself. And that's, that is great. I'm yeah. So I, I wish that for, for anyone who might need that feeling. Um, okay. That's all I have to say on this topic. Not all, that was a lot, but I'm, um, yeah, there's probably be other things I'll like offshoots of this that I'll go into in the future, but I wanted to finally get this out and, um, I, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm excited to like get these thoughts out of my brain and put them into one place and thought was to do a blog post and I maybe still will, so I can write out some of these things as points, but, um, for now a podcast was easier. Okay. I, that is it. Thank you so, so much for being here. If you want to leave a review on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it. I, um, actually I'm not prepared to announce it yet this week, but I'll announce it on the next podcast episode, but I'm going to do a little contest around, um, leaving a review, but even if you start leaving them now, you'll still be eligible. So I'm just not going to share it yet, but if you want to leave a review, know that there will be a, um, incentive for that coming up. Um, on iTunes. And if you want to share this with a friend, um, share any of your thoughts or feedback with me on Instagram at glitter and grace, that would mean the world to me. And I would love to know like what your, yeah, if anything stood out to you or, um, if you have any questions, etc. Okay. Thanks so much for listening friends. I hope you have an absolutely beautiful and magical rest of your day. Goodbye.